0: So often in faith-based criterias around the world, whatever your faith you adhere to, we tend to shoot our wounded more than the enemy does. And when they get wounded, we shoot them instead of helping them mend and heal and get better.
1: What is up, People First Leaders? My name is Chris Lynn, and I am your advocate and host for the Leading People First Podcast, where we are set to transform the workplace. Make sure you're subscribed so you can hear more from awesome leaders around the world, on the effect that leadership has on the employee experience. As people, we are imperfect. We make mistakes all the time. So why do we expect perfection at work? I had a chance to talk with Jody Almond, who has served in ministry for over 20 years and treats people as their beautiful, imperfect selves. Rather than putting down those who have failed, he is determined to lift them up and love them as a senior pastor of Transformation Church in North Carolina and is a number one best-selling author. While talking with Jody, I found many similarities between what is taught in scripture and what we teach for leadership in business. So get ready and let's dive in. I am very pleased to welcome my next guest, Jody Almond. And Jody has been told to me by Jennifer Davis... As she shared with me, saying, if I could make one statement about Jody and his leadership, it's that he truly cares about those he's helping. He definitely has a desire and a passion to see others succeed and reach beyond their goals. I would absolutely have to agree with that, Jennifer, because just based on the brief interactions I've had with Jody so far, that is by far the truth. So welcome to the Leading People First podcast, Jody Almond. Thank you, Chris, man. What a surprise. That's awesome, brother. Uh, yeah,
0: it's so good just to have knowing you're making a difference in people's lives and they can say that about you behind your back. Right. That's true. character. So that's, that's awesome. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you are very much focused on, you know, like Jennifer said, focused on seeing others succeed and wanting people to find their purpose. So how has your purpose inspired you this week?
0: Oh man, um, you know I'm I'm constantly every day connecting with someone somewhere, whether it's off social media platforms or via you know programs that I have out there, or coaching clients, or even even out in society when I go out during COVID, right? So like if I go out and I run out to somebody, I, I'm always trying to find a way to encourage or inspire, or help them reach the next level. You know, even today I've been on the phone with several people that I new have things in motion, just, you know, want to manifest things in their life. And my mind's always turning, the wheels are always turning. So I called up a friend earlier that I have, and he's trying to do a business move. And I said, Hey, man, how's that going? And what can I do to help, you know? And so, you know, just always trying to, to leave behind something for somebody that they can improve upon Chris. Yeah, I guess you'd say I go by the golden rule. I try to do to other people what I'd want them to do to me. So I hope if I ever get in a bad state, like all these people I've helped are going to come swarming around me and help me out. You know?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I, I hear you on that. I'm in a similar boat as you, right. You're just, I just constantly want to help people like, you know, and, and the common question I get back is, well, what can I do for you? And for me, I'm just like nothing, just us talking is good enough for me. Right. Um, especially if they come on the podcast and they're, they're willing to be interviewed. Like that's way more than I expect. Um, So when when people ask that now, I'm I'm just curious. What's when people ask you that question? Well, like, how can I help you? What what's your answer?
0: You know, I don't know that I answer this, but in essence, Chris, what they don't realize is they've already helped me because they've helped me to fulfill my purpose by helping them, right? And so feel the same way. It's it's really a strange answer to a lot of people. Probably they're like, well, don't you want this? And you know, of course. I give a ton, and then there's the paid version of what I give, right? But, you know, at the same time, even in that, I always over-deliver. And so it's, you know, I've had people say, man, you give me so much quality information and so much value. Why are you not charging more? And I'm like, yeah, it's just, you know, I try to help you. I try to be a blessing to you and make it where you can do it. And, you know, the thing is is that by giving, I I always receive back. It's, It's a hard thing to understand if you've never been in that, boat, as you called it. But, you know, when you're giving, it's just, it leaves you feeling better than when you, when you ask for something in return, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah. I, yeah, again, I hear you on that. I I just, just giving is, is so fulfilling to me and just seeing people smile and knowing that you made a difference in their, in their day, even if it's just for a minute that you talked with them is so, is so amazing. Um, And so you, have a ministry, you have a business, you have an amazing community around you. What does it mean then to lead people first?
0: Yeah, Chris, that's that's a good question. You know, I think a lot of people, um, I think there's several things that are happening in our world today. You have people who are luring people, right? So they are luring them just so they can either grow a following or, or grow their income, influence, impact, whatever. Then you have people that do love people, uh, but yet they don't lead people. In both of those categories, they don't want to always turn out to be leaders. But I think when you're leading people, you automatically will lure people to you because you're always leading them to a better place. And you also will love people. I mean, I don't know that you can lead people without loving people. That's my opinion of it, um, because you have to care about somebody to lead them somewhere. And unless you're leading them off the edge of a cliff, right? And so, so, so if you're leading someone somewhere higher and better, I think you have to have those those other two L's kind of take care of themselves. But the sad thing is, in our world today, there's a lot of people who are just luring people in for their you know, um, selfish desires and their selfish ambitions. And then you have people that do love people, but they don't understand that it's more than just loving a person. You have to lead a person to be better in their life in some area of their life. And so with that, you know, that would that would be my answer to that, I think, is that you just have to lead people um, and, and help them get better in whatever, if it's baking a chocolate cake, man, you know, I mean, if you bake the best chocolate cake in the world, and you can teach me how to do that, then you're leading me during that time of teaching me because now I can cook my own chocolate cake and enjoy it. Right. (laughs) And so, so the thing is, is that, you know, we can lead in so many ways. And I had this discussion the other night with someone talking about what is an influencer. And I said, well, if we're being honest, we all influence every day of our life, somebody, whether it's a friend, a family member, our children, our wife, our husband, you know, we're influencing every day. The question is, how are you influencing? Right? Are you influencing in a positive way or a negative way? So that goes back to leadership again. And when we're leading people, I think we have to consider all those aspects, Chris.
1: Yeah, I love it the way that you put it uh, and and describe that. Right. And, and and I would put like you know social media influencers mostly in that luring boat. Right. Is because they're absolutely just kind of like you know trying to. Shine the spotlight on them, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna uh, be harsh on them or, or blame them or anything. You know, that's the life they live. That's completely fine. I'm not gonna judge them for that. Um, I I do hope though that they they understand their responsibility when they have that platform. Um, same thing with organizations, people, you know, managers and organizations, executives and organizations. When you have people who are, you know, who you may be luring people or pulling people in a certain direction because they have to listen to you, right? Or they're forced to, or um, right? it's part of their job. I still hope they understand the humanity in that and the responsibility in that because they have a very uh, large influence on those individuals' lives, no matter which way you cut it. Whether it's social media, whether it's in a business, you have sway in that person's life. You hold space in their life in some manner. And so it is going to affect them. It might be a grain of sand or it could be a whole, it could be a boulder, but it's going to affect them in some way.
0: Absolutely. I agree
1: 100%. Yeah. And I will share a little bit more from your daughter, Christian, who shared some praise about you, who said, My dad, Jody, is one of the most amazing men I've ever known. He leads with a strength and love that comes from the depth of his heart. He leans on God for guidance in our family and our church family, as well as in everyday life and follows wherever God leads him, no matter how hard it may be. And I know he will continue to lead and do amazing things in this world and life. So absolutely. You, I think that that encapsulate what you just said about leading people first, right? It is you, you balance both people and that luring and that love because I think that's something I personally want to change in businesses in organizations is that as you go up the ladder in your career, you still need to love people, especially if you oversee them, right? Absolutely. And love them as in you need to hold compassion for them.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, in America, there's one word for love, but I'm, I'm going back to the Greek and that, you know, when, when you think about that, bro, that love, you know, you have all them the four different types of love in the Greek. And, you know, I guess for me, when I think about love, I do try, I try my best to implement that agape love that yeah. I'm willing to give you some time. I'm willing to sacrifice some time, some energy, some value to you so that I can help you become better in whatever facet that is. And if I do not hold that value Chris, here's the thing. Like if somebody came to me right now and said, can you give me some some currency outside of the American dollar, right? I mean, could I trade currency? Sure. But if they said I need it in the next five minutes, I don't have it. I don't have a yen. I don't have a pound. I don't have this currency to give you. And I think that's so crucial because I've had people that have come to me and they said, Jody, can you help me with this? I don't have it. I don't have it. And so if I don't have it, why would I try to help you in it? But I have a network of people that maybe I can connect you or I will keep you in my mind again, because I'm leading people, I will keep you in my mind. And when I connect with that person that can help you, you're going to be the first one that comes to mind. And I'm going to do what I can to connect the dots for you guys. And I do that constantly, Chris. I mean, and I'm not tooting my horn. It's just leadership to me, right? It's just leadership that if I can't lead you, let me connect you to a leader who can, because if not, basically what I'm saying is, ah, just leave you in the ditch and keep walking by, you know, the story of the good Samaritan. Let me walk by. I'm doing good in life. Who cares about you? I can't help you because of whatever reason, but I'm not even going to see if I can find somebody that helps you. I'm just going to keep going. And, you know, I want to be that good Samaritan. I want to say, you know what, let me get you to a house. Let me, if I need to pay the bill and get you the help you need, you know, and that's, that's just my view, brother. It's just my view.
1: I love that. Absolutely love that the what I want you know what that's leading me into my usual standard question but I'm very very genuinely curious about I mean not that I'm not genuinely curious (laughs) anyway with my other guests that sounds funny but um it you know you know coming up in in Christianity and you know I think a lot of people may be wondering like well Chris like what does a pastor have to do with business and I think that there's a lot that has you know there's a lot of parallels there you know I grew up in, in the church as well. Uh, clearly you took, you, you went a lot further in the church, uh, becoming a pastor. The Bible has a lot of stories and a lot of lessons on leadership, but I feel this is my own experience. I was almost, you know, spoon fed them, right? Like just here you go. But I didn't actually learn them if you know what I mean. Did you have that experience where you were like, Hey, like, where one day you're like, Oh, like, this is what all of those lessons meant. And if you did, what was that turning point for you where you were like, Oh, this is what it means to be a leader in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as you said, I grew up in my faith. I've always been a part of some faith based organization in Christianity as, you know, as long as I've been alive that I remember there were times where I wasn't actually active in, in my faith like I am today. But really until um, my early 20s, Chris, when I really kind of had some things happen in my life that shifted my life. Uh, I'd made a lot of bad choices prior to this and just went down a really dark and, and dreary path in my life. And so when I come to this aha moment and I, and I turn my life around, it really began to shine light. And that's where, you know, I ended up feeling this strong drawing and this this calling for a purpose in my life to be in the ministry. And so getting into the ministry, I would just say that was the turning point for me that I began to look at leadership because as I became a pastor, I realized I'm accountable for these people, not only their physical well-being while they're with me, but their spiritual well-being, which is eternal and that's a greater weight to carry right and so i realized that i had to take on that responsibility i had to be the leader i have to be the one to help these people because you know thank god for the ones who were with me that could help me out of my despair if we call it that word or my 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 calamities in life that i had self-induced many of them but but on the other hand there were times where I looked back and I said, man, if only I would have had this one person in my life, you know, that could have led me. I mean, I felt like there was times in my life, Chris, even though I had family, whatever, I didn't have a person that was truly leading me. And I don't mean that derogatory toward anybody in my family. It's just sometimes you don't want your mom and dad, right? You need like a brother, a friend, you know, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a confidant, confidant that could come along beside you, a compadre that can say, you know, Hey man, come on, you know, get out of this funk. Come on, man. You're better than this, you know, and just lead you and, and, you know, lead you with not beat you. This is what I've learned about shepherding. You know, the Bible says that I, as a pastor in my pastoral career or my calling that I am a shepherd, I'm an under shepherd. When you think about a shepherd, a shepherd, you don't, you don't see anywhere biblically where a shepherd gets behind his sheep and drives them with a, with force. He's out in front calling them and leading them. And, you know, so I feel like that's what I have to do. I have to lead by example. I have to lead through information and inspiration. It's not good to have one without the other. And Mm -hmm. as you lead people, people see that there is hope. People see that there is help and people see that they don't have to stay in their hurt. And when you can do that, It's dramatically, for me, I've seen that dramatically change people's lives. And so, what you hit on the, you know, people can agree or disagree, doesn't matter to me, but some of the greatest leaders that have ever lived have either been in the Word of God as far as the Bible, or they experienced their life based on many of the principles from the Word of God, from even Gandhi who studied the scriptures and come up with a lot of his belief system from the scriptures that he taught, you know, it came from the word of God itself. So, you know, it's, it has an impact in leadership. So you look at some of the great leaders across the world and you'll find there's a, there's a thread that goes back to the Bible and that's where they learned so much of their leadership.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely that thread that we find in, in, in all cultures. Um, I mean, that is why we have some of the, not some but many of the laws that we do in most of our civilizations right yes. it, it, it all comes back to that faith and those principles or um, you know no matter which faith you may subscribe to or you may not subscribe to a faith, but at least your moral compass is based on some of those orig- based on some of those original texts. Um, and so when we look at a lot of those principles, what happens especially when you find them violated you know i'm curious your approach in as a pastor when you find that some of those things are violated within the church um, because in my experience when you know when someone gets when that violation happens whatever it may be no matter the severity there's a lot of human judgment that happens in the church and again that that can apply to business and and organizations where someone makes a mistake and they are branded for the rest of their career. So how, you know, how do we get over that or what, or what's your approach?
0: to I mean, my approach to it, Chris is, you know, I think you have to look at the whole, right? So if, if we're talking church, you know, if you've got a person that's new to the faith or not in the faith at all yet, and they're a part of your congregation or your, your, you know, your assembly, then you have to take that into consideration, right? I mean, I can't expect them to think like I think who's been in the faith since I was eight years old, you know, and, and actually matured in the faith since I was in my early 20s. I can't expect them to think like I think and act like I act and talk like I talk, uh, you know, and and so it's it would be comparative to saying, you know, we've got a brand new baby that's, that's newborn. And I want that baby to sit at the table in a chair and eat this steak with me. It's not going to happen. And, and Mm -hmm. so I think sometimes we kick out the practicality of leadership. Right. And, and when you look at it from that perspective, again, I've known the same thing. I've known people to pass harsh judgments. Um, And so that's one side of it. The other side is if you do have a person, let's say you have a pastor, a pastor and, and he falls into a pit, you know, and he just makes a terrible mistake. If I'm being totally transparent, Chris, I used to be the guy who was easy to pass judgment on those people. Um, even though, even though I would always know in the back of my mind, you know, Jody, you're only one misstep away from being that guy, you know, but because I wasn't at the time, then, I would look at it as, ah, I get to pass judgment on him. It feels good for me to be in a place where I can say, I didn't do that. You did that. But you know, Chris, what's helped me so much is just realizing everyone is human. Me, myself, and I make a mistake every day of my life. And, you know, you could easily, if you want to come and, and look under my proverbial bed and in my closet, you're going to find some stuff that you're not pleased with, you know? And so Over the past several years, um, I guess you'd say I've taken off the mask, Chris. You know, I mean, I'm very transparent. I'm very upfront and realistic. You know, I don't go tell everybody every misstep I make, but I let them know I've, I've made some, you know, I've fallen down this week. I've messed up. I've made a mistake. I'm not perfect. As I lead you, let me teach you from my mistakes. And I think that transfers over into the business world. You know, I mean, if you have a guy that he's a week on the job and, you know, he messes up, are you going to get real mad at him now if you've got a guy that's been with you since day one and he messes up you can have a little different conversation with that guy but at the end of the day don't forget you could very easily be in the same boat he's in and so i think that we just have to understand you know in business world is a little different because i mean if the guy just stole money from you there's some there's some comparisons to be made there and some that we don't need to make but I'm just saying, you know, it depends on the severity of the situation in either circumstance. You know, let's be realistic. And and But I think at the end of the day, we still have to resonate that this is a fellow human being, end of story, and we're all imperfect. We all make mistakes. We all have flaws. And then I resonate and I say, how can I, again, this is just me, how can I lead him? How can I help him get better? Do I leave him in the ditch, stranded, and, you know, use the word church and judgment, I'm... I'm afraid that, and it, I hate saying this, but it's just truth that so often in faith-based criterias around the world, whatever your faith you adhere to, we tend to shoot our wounded more than the enemy does. You know what I mean? And when they get wounded, we shoot them instead of helping them mend and heal and get better. And my philosophy is I just want to help you get better, man. I just want to help you. How can I help you get better? And if you don't want that, then I can't help you. But if you want it, then let me try to help you. Again, it goes back to leading, I have to love. And 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 that's where I try to stand and help people. And so I've had those scenarios in my church where somebody did something that didn't, you know, wasn't really kosher, you know, it wasn't kosher on some front. And, you know, I'd go to them and in a caring manner say, look, man, you know, I feel like you're struggling with this. How can I help you through this? you know, instead of going and saying, you're such a despicable creature and you've done these terrible things, I go and try to encourage them. I go and try to uplift them and bring them out of that. And so with that, you know, that's my philosophy. And again, I know in the business world that may look just a little bit different depending on the situation, but, but that's the way I look at it, Chris.
1: I don't think it's that different, you you know, between you and me, you know, in my mind, um, being in the business world now and, and having grown up in a church, um, you know, a pretty conservative church at that um i don't think there's that many para- that many differences there's the parallels are pretty strong in my mind right yeah. uh again taking it to the to the business side as a manager of people and and to you know make that metaphor more clear as a shepherd of people in the church sure are you fo- are are you calling them forward are you helping them along and to you know going back to you know making mistakes and things like that People make mistakes all the time. In business, in life, in their faith, it happens. And like you said, we have to understand that people are human. We cannot expect perfection. We just shouldn't be expecting perfection. If they if they hit all of the the quotas or whatever it might be, all of our metrics on the business side great, but they're still human. Like they're going to flub up at some and it just happens. Or maybe they flubbed up on the way, but then they got to that perfect quote unquote score. So, you know, it's not a a good measure, a perfect measure in and of itself by any means. And I absolutely love that where, you know, we just have to recognize humanity as humanity. And that's what I'm, I'm all about too, you know, is we just have to recognize people as people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, you know, you even see it all the time and You see leaders, right? You see leaders that trip and fall. And so often it's those leaders that have sometimes are the athletes or whatever that have cast all the stones Mm -hmm. at everybody else, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and, and that's, that is the scripture I go back to is, you know, if you're without any sin in your life, then you throw the first stone, you know? And when I look at those scenarios and I see those people who slipped and fall, fallen or or, or just wallowing in their sin, whatever. You know, I realized I used to be yeah. that guy. So how can I sit here and throw a stone at you? And even though I'm not that guy anymore, I'm still imperfect. And so how can I throw a stone at you? And in the business world, you know, I look at it and I, I help people every day in business. And I look at it and I say, if it wasn't for someone helping me to go forward, I wouldn't have the ability right now and the capacity to help you. And so again, it's just, you know, my, my whole thought is, how can I transform your life? And that's why, you know, I think that, uh, you know, it's just been allowed that I'm the pastor of transformation church, because that's what I want to do is transform people's lives, you know, and, and that's just my heart. So
1: absolutely love it. And that's something that you do right in your business in and of itself, uh, with soulful or sorry, solution. Sorry. I had to, I was like, yeah, (laughs) yeah. solution ministries, you know, where, where you do life and business coaching you help people strategize to success and you help them find their unique purpose in life so what has it you know what led you to that and if i can also tack on a slightly separate conversation i mean what really led you to write a number one best selling book
0: so so let's get into that right uh let's start with with again going back in my life a little bit So when I entered elementary school, the first few years of my elementary education, I was severely dyslexic. I wrote everything backwards, I I read everything backwards. Even to this day, I mean, I was just typing something out on my laptop the other day and I went to proofread it real fast. And I was like, man, I mean, Jody, you spelled the whole word backwards. I mean, how do you even do that? You know I mean? I'm thinking, how do you even do that? But it's just one of those things, the way my mind works. With that being said, fast forward, right? And so I'm a pastor, I'm doing okay in life, you know, the church is successful. But there's this longing in me, Chris, if I'm being totally honest, that there's more than just this, there's more than just the four walls and the, and the group of people that I'm, you know, impacting and the, the different places I'm speaking that I'm impacting. And I told my, my coach, my pastor years ago, I told him that, you know, Hey pastor, I, there's some, I don't know how or why or when or all the questions, but I know that there's this drawing in me that I'm going to impact the world. And I'm not just using that phrase the way people throw it around. I mean, there's like a real uh, yearning inside of me that I'm meant to impact the world. I don't know how that plays out, but you know, just keep me in your prayers, you know, if you will. And, and so anyway, you know, I sat, I sat on the book, Chris, for eight years. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. I sat on it because of my limiting beliefs, because I had the little dyslexic child inside of me screaming at me, you don't even like to read. And if I'm being transparent, I'm being transparent. You don't even like to read. And you know, you you'd rather speak than write. And so why would anyone read your book? And I kept hearing that, right? And, but then there was this nudging that you need to write a book. I mean, people would come to me after hearing me share a sermon and they'd be like, Jody, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. i thought about it. That's as far as we get with that, you know? And, and so the thing is, is that when I got to that place and I decided this is the time and I began to research how to write the book. And then I wrote the book and then I was ready to self-publish the book. And then it dropped in my lap a publishing house to publish my book and go global it just seemed like the stars were aligning themselves and and the universe was pushing against me saying it's time do this and so after you know roughly eight years i I did it and the first day it came out it was an amazon number one bestseller it stayed there for five days in my category and you know it was just a great ride and and from that I created solution ministries, you know, in that whole concept, because what I realized in those moments, Chris, was that I had held back. Here's the way I explain it. I was walking in my purpose, but not maximizing my potential. And what I mean by that is I was fulfilling a part of my purpose. Mm-hmm. And this is just another another uh, vertical, if you will, of my purpose. My purpose is more than just reaching a select group of people in four walls on a Sunday morning, you know, my purpose is, is really, for me, my unique purpose is to be global. Now there are pastors that maybe that's it. Maybe it's supposed to just be the little group they meet with, but for me, it was larger than that. And so helping people tap into their purpose has become so instrumental for me because I've had people in their fifties that have just discovered their real reason for existing and have been, Flipping that. And I help you not only find your purpose, but pivot and begin to create profit from your purpose because I believe it should be across every aspect of your life. And so with that, you know, I feel like I'm empowering the world, man. I mean, you know, because when people are doing what they love doing every day and not dreading getting up to go into what we call work, I don't even work anymore. I I love life. I've I had somebody say, When are you going to retire? I'm like, Never. Why would you retire from loving something? You know, I mean, I'm, I hope I'm a hundred years old and and talking to people on Zoom or what? Who knows what we'll be doing in another sixty years? You know, fifty or sixty years. But I hope whatever the communication portal is, I hope I stay up to date, and I hope I'm right there with it, empowering people at that man. So, yeah, I mean that's kind of the journey with me, and you know, it's just been amazing, and I believe it's so instrumental to realize that if everybody that's listening to this right now would would be honest, there's at least two questions if you're an adult that you've asked. And that is why am I here? And what is my purpose? And I help people figure that out.
1: That's beautiful. Hey, you're just going to be like my, uh, my grandfather, who's a, who's a minister. He's 96 and he still speaks every once in a while. (laughs) So don't worry, you can do it. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, I I love following John Maxwell. I don't know if you do, but you know, his dad was in his nineties and he shared the story of how he's at a retirement facility, you know, or, or assisted living facility, whatever it is. And, you know, his dad was there in his nineties and he started up a little group church there. And before he knew it, his dad was coming back to him saying, John, uh, how do we do this satellite church thing, man? I've outgrown my building (laughs) in his nineties talking about a satellite church. I love it, man. You know, so
1: yeah, fantastic. Well, I mean, I I wanted to share some more praise that your wife, Shelly, shared with me about helping others find their purpose. And she said, Jody's leadership is strongly led by his Lord and savior. I've grown so much under him in our ministries. I have watched him impact countless lives, teaching them the importance to find their God given purpose and acting on it. I'm very proud to be his wife. You know, again, people in your lives know that you are helping others find their purpose. So it's absolutely uh, amazing that you do that and that you found a way to really make that impact beyond those four walls. As we look to start wrapping up and close out, you know, what is that impact? If you could, you know, reiterate it or make it a bit more tangible, what is that impact you are looking to leave as you lead people?
0: Chris, you know, I constantly say on everything I do, I'm here to take you from struggle to success, but I probably should change that because my real desire is to take people to a place of significance and the difference for me is this when you're significant in this world you leave behind your footprint so to speak you know it's like whether you believe it or not whatever but if we really went to the moon and neil armstrong really went there his footprint is on the moon right because nothing's blown it away we know that so anyway his footprints on the moon and it's there and and so the thing is is that I want to leave my footprint. I want to know that I made a difference. I want to impact and influence lives. And, you know, my vision is to do that to 5 million lives before I leave this earth. And I know people say that's ridiculously crazy and it is, but I believe it's possible. And, you know, um, so, so with that I wake up every day motivated that I haven't hit that number. And even when I do, it's going to be like, let's see how much we can supersede it, you know? And so that's just my mentality. But, you know, when you're talking about, um, helping people and leading people, I think it's just so crucial to understand, you know, especially at this place we're in in our world today, um, that leadership is so needed. You know, we have a lot of people calling themselves again leaders, but what is the real agenda behind that? Um, and as we lead people, I think we have to understand that our leadership, you know, we talk about former leaders in America, former leaders in other countries, and it's either praise or it's, it's just negativity. And I believe that we all right now as human beings are in essence, I've, I've, you can call it an honor, a dishonor, whatever, but I've had the opportunity to stand over many a casket and share the points of this person's life. And You know, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, Chris, I just want people to be able to say, wow, you know, well, how awesome would it be just to have people stand and be in a long line? And it's not about me, but, you know, just know that you impacted so many lives for good and for value and for progress in this world that I may never win a a Pulitzer Prize and be a Nobel Peace Prize winner, but... But if I just know that I impact lives for positivity before I leave, that's what it's about for me. And I think it extends to the business world, right? Because if we know that we've empowered people to be entrepreneurs, if we've empowered people to become managers, to become business owners, to become leaders in our community and and leaders, maybe even on the, on the, you know, government stage, I mean, how much greater does it get than that man, you know, and, and, and just help people be leaders in faith and leaders in all these things. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And so, you know, I just want to, I just want to help people really get into what they're passionate about and, and flow in it and be the best
1: version of themselves they can be. That's a, that's wonderful to hear. Um, and I know you're on your way, uh, to get there. So thank you again, uh, Jody, before we sign off, what would you like the person listening to this to do next?
0: Truly, if you don't know your purpose, I want you to find it. And it, I'm not telling you you have to come through me. I mean, I think uh, I know without a doubt I can help you, and I think that I'm got some abilities to do that that a lot of other people don't. Um, but I'm not. I'm not here to throw a sales pitch. You know, my thing is is that I just believe it's crucial. Um, it's been proven that you know suicide drug abuse, domestic violence, homelessness, all those things are related back to a person who feels unfulfilled and doesn't have a real purpose. And I wanna eliminate those things. And so the way to do that is to help people find their purpose. And, And so, you know, I would just say, start there, man. I mean, figure out and answer those two questions. Why am I here? Don't have to wake up tomorrow and ask that question ever again. And what is my purpose? And then you begin to learn, how can I make that? Something that is evident in my life every day. And I promise you, if you live that way, I mean, I can't say you won't ever have a bad moment, but bad weeks don't come anymore, man. You know, I mean, it's just, it's your, you're, the sun shines because it was created to shine. And you can shine in whatever facet you were made to shine in if you just understand why you're here and what
1: is your That's purpose. Awesome. Well, you may not uh, pump your own tires, but I will let your family do it for you, as you've heard. And I will share one last bit of praise from Amber, your daughter, who said, Jody is not just a pastor uh, or friend to me, but he's my dad. He is a strong and determined leader. He has always led with kindness and integrity. He's not only a great leader and pastor, but he's a wonderful dad and grandpa. We could not be more blessed to have him. So Jody, again, thank you again so much for coming on the Leading People First podcast and we will talk very soon. Awesome, thank you, Chris. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Leading People First podcast. I really appreciated Jody's approach to leadership, not only as a pastor, but as an entrepreneur and remembering that humans truly are humans. We need to remember that as we move into leadership positions, that we have this responsibility to care for those around us every minute of the day and that our influence on them matters. If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button and click share to send it to someone who needs to learn more about Jody's work. Let's keep this conversation going by telling me what you learned or loved from this episode on Instagram or LinkedIn. Thank you again for tuning in. Keep leading people first and stay awesome.